Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John Orson Staku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. We're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Werewolf the Apocalypse, Shadows of the Neon, the werewolf chronicle that we're running here on Final Show Films. My name is Jack. I am your storyteller for this narrative extravaganza. And joining me this evening are a fantastic cast of characters, starting with William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Ustotter, the Get of Fenris Arun. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Erin. I just got distracted by having to change another thing. Um, I'm playing the Galliard, who's way more organized than me, Anastasia Ambrose, who is a child of silver. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I knew I was getting that wrong. Metis. Yes. And John? I'm John, the still recovering from sinus infection, Hamid, Silent Strider, Theurge, Hakao. And Holly? I'm Holly. I'm playing Dakota. She is Galliard Utena Lucas. And Craig? I'm Craig. I'm playing Sal Moraro, the Glasswalker Ragabosh. Um, and I have definitely referred to him at least once or twice as a Bonar Galliard, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Campaign and, over. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I'm playing Aiden. A ah, Aiden so Taylor, Hamid Philodox, child of Gaia. Aiden, yeah. I mean, you said Aiden correctly. I don't know what you start freaking out about. <laughs> it, I heard the word Taylor going wrong in my head in horrible ways. Yeah. And you and just so that was the only way just to stop. Derailed it. that shit. Yep. We just, I mean, John, if, if, we, if, we're, if we're throwing illness into our description, I mean, I am actively food poisoned. There you go. So, you know. I said, I like, I'm recovering I, I, from got, a con. And I've, I've got, got a little bit of sore throat. <laughs> I, like that, I like that we got to watch Jeremy derail his own train of thought. It was great. Yeah. But last time we were in Vegas, the wings of the Mojave Pack parlayed with a dominant weaver spirit somewhere in the city's Umbra, learning that the forces of the weaver were determined to reclaim both the spirit and the cairn that had recently manifested at the halfway house. Deciding not to bargain immediately regarding the claim and offer of the regional administrator, as the spirit referred to itself, a cow has apparently been allowed a month before a final answer will be demanded. 
their return trip to their home was less direct than their arrival, requiring most of the pack to wander through the barren spirit side of Las Vegas until they found a place to emerge from the spirit world undercover and unobserved by the public. Anya provided return transit, and the pack updated Juniper Johnson on the developments. Juniper quietly freaked out and then called the Sept Elders, who decided that emergency moot was probably the best response, given that de-escalation of the situation does not seem to be in the cards anytime soon. And now, we return to the halfway house cairn on the day of the moot, as the wings prepare to attend their first official guru event as a pack. We're going to say it's probably 3 p.m. You guys are expected to show up at Caesar's Palace at 8. Okay. So you have a few hours to prepare before actual transit is supposed to be arranged. I'm ready to go. That's because you're a hobo. (laughs) Are we running um, patrols? leading up to this or are we all uh off duty that is an aiden question is there anybody who can stand in or are people are do we have to have people stay is is there somebody's going to be guarding the cairn somebody's going to be guarding the cairn um during daylight hours you've got obviously spirits on the umbra side and you've got a number of kinfolk who are at least marginally handy with a firearm on this side okay um but yeah this is this is one of those evenings where there might be a couple guru that are left behind but with the exception of the primary cairn in Las Vegas, most of them will be understaffed. All right. Um, I mean... Everyone here for this conversation, or is it just... This is just kind of open prep period. Yeah. You've got about five hours before you have to be at the moot. Uh. Anya will somewhat aside to Aiden, probably, but I'm not too bothered if other people over here. If you feel there is a need to leave someone behind, I am. Nope. Not. You are the one of the few people that I definitely want being there. You can, you can function with, I, I am reasonably certain you can function with other people in a hierarchy of our people. That I can do. I am not attached to it, though. If I don't want you to make anyone feel unwelcome, um, so I volunteered. But um, No, it's fine. Always- I will... I assume since it's been a few days, we could've, I could have actually... I don't know, seeing if a cow could get some, get a little extra beefing up of, of the spiritual watch. Uh, uh, I feel roll like this me is something a... that everybody needs to be there for that can be there. Hey, cow, roll me a manipulation and a cult difficulty six. Did I ever get uh, those bats working, by the way? Yeah. Okay, so we do have <clears throat> spiritual coverage at all hours. Yeah. <clears throat> You've at least got an alarm system in place. Yeah. But if it texts our phones and none of us are there... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, it can move. They can move across the across the to find us. 
manipulation and occult, you said? Yep, difficulty six. <laughs> uh, does my persuasion specialization apply? Yeah. I mean, we've also got dogs of war on the spirit side as well to act as actual defense systems. Two yeah. successes. Two successes. All right. Uh, Ingvar, roll me uh, intelligence and occult difficulty for you, seven. Might be. Hakau, in the past couple of days since Aiden made the suggestion, you have managed to uh, interface with a number of Gaia sympathetic, at least if not uh, Gaian brood and wild brood spirits to serve as a stand-in kind of stopgap measure, at least for the evening, if not longer term. I have a success. You definitely know that the dog spirits are not the what are traditionally known as the dogs of war. I mean, that was out of character, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if it, that Ingvar might be interested. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Aaron. I have, I don't know if this is a relevant role because it does say it's like for mundane things, but I have three dots of etiquette. Would I potentially be able to roll something for familiarity of like, what is the done thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would be intelligence and etiquette. Uh, difficulty six for you. And Aiden's experience like might be the kind of thing that at least the Silver Fang have a standard response to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, difficulty six, one success. Um, you definitely know that given the position that the pack is in and the fact that you guys have been sort of frontline on all the weird shit going here, it's going to be absolutely best for a long for for a, a long view kind of social standpoint if the entire pack is present at yeah. this moot yeah we'll confer that recommendation then mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's that, it that's certainly knowledge that's certainly my plan mm-hmm. i'm just trying to yeah as long as we've got people as long as we have some sort of watching he's still not comfortable with it but he'll because they're should always be someone guarding, especially as one that is specifically under siege by a super powerful fucking weaver spirit. Um, but we'll deal. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is there are there is there a particular kind of spirit that would be drawn to protecting specifically Menenguo? Um as far as that goes, uh, go ahead and give me intelligence and occult difficulty eight. <laughs> Didn't we learn that Menegua was a Chimera's bird? Yes, but I'm yeah. I'm curious if there are like, you know, Menegua draws specific kinds of spirits to him, so or them or whatever their pronouns are. Uh and you know these are the kinds of spirits that you would be easier you would have easier your time drawing um i have nothing useful for the situation my skills are all mundane uh zero successes okay yeah you've i mean you know that he's part of chimera's brood so there's at least some brood loyalty probably between him and other and he does use him, uh, other spirits of that similar aspect. 
Um, Chimera is, of course, dreams, riddles, shapeshifty, uh, cunning, that sort of, that sort of domains, as it were. Um, but Maneguo himself is focused around concepts like wisdom, loyalty, courage, unity. Those are kind of his big four. So, oh, it, 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 at any time when I'm drawing spirits in, I would be focusing on the spirits that are more likely to be easier to convince to stay. Uh -huh. So, like, chimera brood spirits that are protective in nature or defensive in nature, uh, spirits of wisdom and loyalty, and those those kinds of spirits would be the ones that I'd be like, hey, you, here's Maneguo, he's under attack, you like to help him? Here, come help him. Kind mm -hmm. of, kind of deal things. Okay. Yeah. No. Chimera is a difficult brood to to deal with because they tend to be very sort of. I mean, when you're on their good side, they're heavy into uh, insight, wisdom, knowledge, that sort of thing. But they tend to be inscrutable at the best of times but you've done your best and like and uh, similarly to that vein probably also owl's brood because that seems those are similar one likes there's, to be mysterious some... and one likes to unravel mysteries they seem yeah, like they would yeah there's together. there's some convergence that way if i'm not misremembering isn't um chimera the patron totem for the stargazers i believe that is correct yes None of us are stargazers. No. Has um, has Anastasia taught the uh, any of the kinfolk about how to work the uh, cameras? Um, if it was if it came up, probably. Um, yeah, that would probably be part of the. If, yeah, like if, I, if I not, feel like that's a reasonable something. element of the prep. Um, okay. is, I mean, it's yeah. Cell would definitely. And I assume it. that. Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. Given that the property already has external cameras, they have a few people that might generally operate the Gurur <clears throat> way. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So probably preferring those people just because it's probably quicker to train them on the new cameras. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that all being handled, I think we've got security down. Yeah, so the the one extra step that Sal would take would be to get uh, everybody's, uh, make sure that he has everybody, all, all the kinfolk's numbers and sort of in a mass texting list so that if we need to hit an emergency button, it's ready. Okay. Um, yeah. You have literally everyone's numbers. What's that? So don't you have literally everyone's numbers? Yeah, no, he just, it, the, the issue is just prepping that so it's all ready to go in a text messaging chain and he'll send out something as a test message just saying okay you know, so just, if hey, you if how, you want to write this hey, down then craig hey. for your own personal notes uh, yeah uh you have the phone numbers for the following people okay jaime chavez okay he's a metis ragabash one of the kids there right april adams metis arun uh jaime is 15 april's 14 you have text numbers for Clancy and Wendy Olson, who are kinfolk, late 50s. You've got a phone number for Vin, 
whose first name you still do not know, nor his age. You have a phone number for Valerian Johnson and Philippa Johnson, 19 and 16 years of age, respectively, Juniper's nephew and niece. You have a phone number for Katya Rustikov, female kinfolk, age 23. And you have a uh, text contact for Etienne Savoie, 33 years old, another kinfolk who lives at the halfway house. Okay. So, assuming, assuming so, does Sal mention this? Yeah, yeah. He'll okay. say, hey, hey, boss, I'm just going to go ahead and make sure we got to list everybody. Um, also thinking to make sure that they got all our numbers just in case something shits to bed while we're gone. Don't set up a mass text to them. Set up a text that you can do. I'm sure you can do this with, with the stuff you've got. Set up something where you text one place and it's going to text everybody else. Because if we get caught out there with all the kinfolk's cell numbers, that puts them at risk. If we get, let's say one of us gets captured or by, by something that attacks us, or we lose our phone to, to something. That's a fair point. Um, hey, Hakau, you think we could set something up with our little uh, Twitter buddies? It's possible. I mean, it's going to be easier just to go to Radio Shack, buy something that you text one thing and it automatically relates to everything else. I think that if you're unfamiliar, I could probably set that up. It may be be difficult to go to Radio Shack, but... um, (laughs) No, it's not. I walk down the street to the Radio Shack in in Las Vegas, freak everybody out while I'm in there, but buy the thing. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I I, I think in this iteration of World of Darkness, Radio Shack is still up running and honestly not doing quite so bad. Okay, Radio Shack is still up running in our world. Yeah, there's one right near Cedar Hills Crossing. There are no more Radio Shacks anywhere on the East Coast, so yeah, <laughs> you can understand our concern at least. <laughs> They're not Mostly in radio. malls anymore. Radio yeah. Shack doesn't yeah. exist on our side there of the A lot of electronics. Uh, but yeah, I mean, is that something we can get set up? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, I, this is one of those situations where I as a player have no idea how yeah. the heck that would work, but my there character are would things probably you know, and do. if not, I'm sure Anastasia would know. Yeah, there are things that you can do where it's a very simple device that its entire purpose is you text one thing and it texts a lot of the things. It's called a text router. Yeah. Um, but you don't got a problem it's with that. It's for crime. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but sure. Look, I I have four dots of contacts. It's fine. Yeah. But you don't got but, a problem yeah, with I, with uh sorry craig you were saying something Uh, just confirming whether he has a problem with the other half of the plan uh giving them our numbers no that's fine yeah just making sure all of them have have all of they should wait they don't have our phone numbers yet why did i not give them our phone numbers yet no they should (laughs) because they're the people who actually interface with society more than us so they're intrinsically in more danger than us they should have us at their beck and call at any moment. I have a decent number of 
people who would be in situations numbers. I had yours in case it's one of your bar fights and ended in jail. I don't get in bar fights. I, I, I get in fights in alleys, and that's a totally different thing. My mistake. The rumor mill must have been are, confused. Are these alleys next to bars? Sometimes, but that's not because I'm at the bar. Well, it is, but it's complicated. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways. Versions <laughs> of leadership. <laughs> uh, look, yes, I drink too much, but that's not why I go to the bars. <laughs> and if if we have a moment where we're in somewhat private while doing this yeah. plan, um, Anya will just to confirm, there is no one we are concerned about within the cairn at this point that might take advantage. Um, <clears throat> us? Is, is that just to Aiden, or is that with the, the pack? Yeah, that was indicated I, just I feel like the pack could have been around, but if you want to opt out of being there, that's also totally valid. But well, probably the no, pack-wise pack is good. Yeah. Okay. I think. Worried about in terms of like trusting not to betray us or manipulate us. And eh, I don't know him well enough. Tr worried about in terms of stomping us underneath their heel and using any minor faux pas that we do as an example of why they should take over this cairn. Yeah, I'm worried about that. I was more speaking of those who would remain, but. Oh, here are the kinfolk? No, they're fine. Uh, actually, I I got to be honest. I'm a little bit worried about Little Miss Time Loss. Oh? I do not think I know. Uh, what's her name? K Vic? Katya Rustikov. Katya. She's the one who was coming back, disappeared for a period of time, came back thinking everything was wrong. I mean, everything was all right. Look, either we got some serious X-Files alien abduction shit going on, which I'm not ruling out, or somebody took us somewhere, and if the Weaver is working things here, all I'm saying is maybe we keep her out of the direct loop. Um, Jack, I was working with Juniper on that particular investigation. Had I gotten anything up to this point? Not a thing. Yeah. Uh, You're, if not... she was ab... no go ahead go ahead if she was abducted on this side presumably I can see what I can dig up I have resources but yes I agree that that is it is not that I mistrust her but this is a point where potentially we are away we are vulnerable Oh yeah, no, I don't she is know what not on, the best is, but something. she is not on guard duty or camera watching for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's something that we need to keep an eye on. Um, what it's worth, I have been working with Juniper on right. investigating that particular matter. We don't have anything solid yet, other than what previously I determined, which was the loss of memory for several hours, the assumption that nothing had happened until it was brought up, and the a uh, previously unidentified wound on her shoulder. And Sal, yeah. you're the one that talked to her, right? Yeah, yeah. When she was when she was uh, coming back, um, 
Did she? But but, but I I think it was uh, it was FedEx over here who went out and actually met it when she was coming back in. Do you? Okay. Am I am, am I remembering that right? Out of character. Yeah, I'm the one. That, I'm the one. I'm the one yeah. that talked to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Cow, uh, not to put too fine a point on this, but do I think if she was a... lying? Do you think that you would know? That's not been one of your. I I don't. I'm not saying that you're gullible, but you're not one of the people among us who are most focused on that. I, I'm not the best person at ascertaining a lie. However, she seemed genuinely confused. For what that's worth. I, I'll talk to her later. Um, I'm pretty good at sussing out bullshit. We do have some prep time. Um, for, for for whatever it's worth, I mean, I don't think it's anything she's doing on purpose. I'm I'm a little fucking worried about that wound in the shoulder that she's got some sort of transmitter that's sending back everything that she's hearing. That's a possibility. I'm not ruling out. I'm not ruling out until we can. Not that I'm saying let's go waterboard her, but I'm not ruling out the possibility until we can. All right, Rumsfeld. I'm just saying, let's just maybe not give her the keys to the kingdom. That's all. Uh, That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Aiden, you have, I might assume, some ability to adjudicate a nonviolent, at least at first, interrogation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That seems reasonable. I have the reason to actually investigate what may have happened to her while she was out in the world. And if I had learned about this sooner, it would have been easier, but I will do what I can. Uh, um, and Jack, I have- Oh, never mind. No. Yeah, I'm good. I did take that as one of my- No, no. <laughs> if she's lying, I will know. Yeah, that's what I thought out of character. <laughs> I thought Aiden told us that at some point. It's fine. Um, It's very possible I did. um, Um, Yeah. GM. Yes. Sorry. GM. Yes. I have four dots of contacts which are nebulously around like business and especially security on a lot of security and um, especially spending a lot of the casinos and mm-hmm. five dots of resources. Yeah. Can I get some, like, just someone to look through security cameras or something, see if we can identify where on her route she went missing. We know where she works. Um, so <clears throat> you, you can definitely put out a request and see if you can find something. Um, it's much harder because it's a few days later and everything. Right. It's a few days gone and you uh, give me an intelligence and streetwise, I'll say difficulty five. Fine. Just to, just to see. Streetwise, but that's fine. Yeah. Just to see what. Um, Two successes. Two successes. You are aware that outside the strip, 
Vegas is not well camera covered. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but I mean, you might be able to at least follow a few intersections if you can find somebody who's gone, who, who has access to old data on that yeah. side of things. But yeah, uh, go ahead and roll me your contacts difficulty five. Let's see who you scare up. Um, contacts, I just roll on the advantage. Of, no, uh, it's not. So you'll have to select nothing in your attribute, and in ability, you'll select other trait or other t one of the other numbers. So like other two, other three, other four, yeah. and then that'll roll basically a zero. You can use your and you then just a pull edit. mod to be your contacts. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the difficulty? Uh, five mm. on this one. I think I said. Mm. Oh, that's not. That's just zero dice. Yep. Mm. Oh, good. The roll a random die thing doesn't. Oh, there's the pull line. Yeah. I sometimes hate this character sheet. <laughs> it's okay. It's fairly clunky. Let's see. Of five, submit three successes. Three successes. Yeah, you're able to get in touch with a um, securities programmer in who actually works for that side of things and is occasionally willing, as long as it's not super weird or seems highly sketchy to do some under the table dealing to get data to people who want it. Mm -hmm. um, he says he can get back to you in a couple of days and see what he can find. Right. Like I said, most of the tapes that would exist have been erased by this point. In the future, when possible, it's always best to inform me sooner of these kinds of things. This is one of the few things I'm actually quite good at. Um, Had but... I known, I would have. Yeah, it's all good. That's why future reference exists. Not because you did wrong, but because in future you can do different. Um, and yeah, it's I will fine. relay we that will... information in my accent. Okay. Yep. No worries. Sounds we good. Will, we, will, we will suss this out the normal way. Does anybody have any pr pr more uh, preparation before you head out? Yes, I'm going to do a little asking. How formal is this moot going to be? Are we going to be referring to each other to 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 higher ranked people as Rhea? Um, uh, are we going to be referred to by the yeah, that sort of thing? What is because Aiden knows basic moot etiquette, but everybody's a little different. Yep. Juniper will give you a basic rundown. Titles are always appropriate, um, but they tend to run things on a... It's a weird blend of sort of... So your, your primary camps in Vegas are the Random Interrupts and the Corporate Wolves. Mm -hmm. So it's a quasi-Silicon Valley tech professional sort of vein and vibe that runs through the whole thing 
So if you're on evil equal standing with somebody, a level of casuality is permissible. Um, if somebody significantly outranks you, you should come up with something respectable, but they're not going full guru ceremonial like this this is not like a silver fang or a shadow lord type and there's not going to be anybody random there who's going to expect that that we should be aware of she kind of combs through her brain a bit not probably okay um Maybe some of the Ironborn, but honestly, they're usually pretty casual. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Steel Trap's a glass walker. Angela. Well, you've already met Angela. She's pretty casual. Right. Carl, you live with his parents, so probably (laughs) going to be okay. I mean, that usually people who, parents of people that I live with, that's not an indication that things are okay. No, but if he gives you shit and you're in charge of the Cairn where his parents live, they're yeah. going to give him shit. It, it's going to be fine. Right, right. Sorry, I got, con- I, 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 I got confused. He's, he's the Olsen skin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I'm just coming from this as... I'm be honest. I'm I'm expecting them to find any possible opportunity to say, "Nope, this Karen is ours now." Well, I mean, it is, and but you know what I mean. Yeah. Of course. Of, yeah, you know what I mean. So, all right, cool. And then just, 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 just keep an eye on Alex and watch out for you know i'm assuming that all of the appropriate arrangements for dispensation that yeah that has been been they're they're expecting her tonight okay they're expecting all of you tonight so that at least is okay what it is but um the the biggest preparation that ingvar makes is um her her war paint under her eyes is actually tattooed on her face um, but she actually extends a lot of that with extra with extra paint, extra symbols that mark all across her face, down both of her arms. Uh, basically, most of her exposed skin is covered in various um, Nordic and tribal markings of not only the get, but also just of her culture, because that's what she does for a moot. Anya is wearing the highest heels she owns, which is pretty impressive because she's already reasonably tall and has something that has fairly broad shoulders, trying to compensate for um, not being wolfy. Cool, cool. Dakota is in full rainbow evening wear, like prom dress style. Perfect. Awesome. Like hair done up with like tie-dye scarves coming down. The cow is wearing the same outfit he always wears. Right. Aiden has pulled his hair back. (laughs) And is otherwise wearing his usual trench coat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He will pull everybody together and be like, all right, 
So my understanding is this is going to be mostly pretty casual. That said, you find somebody you you find yourself talking to somebody who is a higher rank, which is going to be a lot of people. Start off formal, and if they seem like, oh, don't worry about it, go from there. So higher rank than us, <clears throat> use Rhea. The Toronto character is a term that for yeah. Can you spell yeah. that for me so I can R H Y A. Okay, sorry about it's, that. It's a suffix for their yeah. name. It's like the easiest explanation is something like 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 uh, Japanese, but not really. Where you affix like Jan, yep. John, yeah. John. Except know. for I, with 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 group terminology, a lot of you can use that just as. Yes, Rhea, that's oh, what I, I mean. Oh, I see it. Or, I see it. It is yeah. in the old form thing, which I... Yes. Sorry. There's a lot of terminology. It's formality, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. just, no, make sure totally. we, just make sure you're respectful to Rhea, Anna, and her... In character. <laughs> I will do all I can. Um, I hope we are all familiar with the terms. If not, I can... My people keep a lot of that knowledge. But yeah, outside of that, try not to get into any fights. Try not to... I, I'm assuming where we're going is going to be mostly veil safe, but let's try not to break it while we're on the way. Um, You've made arrangements, but I understand. Not, not that's not for anyone in specific that's for everybody but yeah that too uh i'm not worried about that part of it and yeah if i end up having to apologize to only one person i'll be happy and I, I might also suggest where possible stick together That's not the worst idea in the world. No, it's not a bad idea at all. It is much easier for someone to get a rise out of us if one of us wanders off and becomes isolated. Uh, <laughs> Sal, who is wearing um, a uh, tailored suit, uh, dark, dark gray, and a uh, shirt and tie, the first time anyone's seen him wearing a tie, um, looks over towards Ingvar and says, "Who is wearing her usual like her her um her dedicated outfit? It's just her 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 body is just war painted." Well, that's exactly it. He looks over at her and says, um, "You hit that Jared Leto? No stabbing anybody in the face." She sort of looks, and there's like the tattoos that are just like the like the curve marks under her eyes are still very prominent, and there's just a series of runes drawn across her forehead, down the sides of her face. And she just stares for a second. I feel this is an instance where the joke failed to land, Sal. I mean, uh, if, it's so if it's consensual stabbing, then fine, but... Uh, Sal, Sal shrugs and says, hey, you hit get, get up to all sorts of things, but... Uh, Look, all kidding aside, 
there are going to be people there who are going to be trying to piss us off. You know this, right? And it's worth noting that um, rather than the usual sheath that she has for her fang dagger, which is just in her bracer so she can draw it from there, it's actually moved to a, like a ceremonial sheath that's on her that's actually on her hip. Okay. But does she respond to that comment about knowing to piss us off, knowing people try to piss us off? I'm well aware of that, but they also know what they're getting into because this is an indicator of who I am and why they shouldn't try that. Okay, see, yeah, this is the sort of thing that's got me uh, a little worried about how smoothly this is going to go. If they issue a challenge, I get to choose the defense. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, a good challenge, everybody loves it. Um, but, uh, and he looks over towards Dakota and Anastasia. Um, you all got any good stories about uh, what happened to the upstart pack who went to uh, to their first moot together and started uh, um, slapping around the higher-ups? Oh, yes, I have many stories. <laughs> She's just like swinging her feet happily. They all die. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so happily, just sits story back. Here is, story here is the story of the fish. The fish was very good at swimming and very good at eating smaller fishes. And it learned how to live with other fish in sea and they ate smaller fishes and it was good and it was fine. And then there was a bigger fish, bigger fish known as shark. Shark. Oh, how did, did the grand- a story about the Rokea. How did the grandmother say? No, it? it's not about the Rokea. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh. Wait, there are shark people. Jack, should I edit this story? No, no. keep going. This keep is going. amazing. This okay. is awesome. And, Aiden. <laughs> and the bigger fish were still of the fish. They still wanted to be with the fish. But the little fish would be eaten because they were now the smaller fish, not the bigger fish eating. But carp grow up into dragon. Oh, okay. You lost me on that one. All right. Here's the short answer. Ingvar, I realize that, yes, if somebody lays out the challenge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's nothing wrong with saying, no, I'm not accepting the challenge. And if you accept the challenge and it goes wrong in any way, that will come back on this cairn. Because you are one of the few official representatives of this cairn. Oh, this is what we want to tell story about. I see. I was confused. No, look, but I like that story. I feel like I knew something like that when I was a kid, except it was about a fish called Swimmy, and he taught all his other friends to swim into a big fish so they looked like a big shark. I also know that one. That is communist version of story. (laughs) That is a shark. I think your version is cooler. I feel like we've somehow gotten derailed from the point of this discussion. Yes, yes, and and Kao is right. Um, 
let's go play nice, I think, should be the ending of this meeting. Like, don't get me wrong. There, if there are re, if there are like, like full on, like undisputable, there's right and wrong, and there are times to accept challenges, and they're not. <clears throat> I know you, and I know you're smart enough to know the difference, and I'm not worried about it. It said even things that we're not worried about should probably be said right now. Mm-hmm. If, well, there are lots of things I'm not worried about that I could be saying. Would you want me to start with the particular no, forbidden cow, threats? No. Let me also remind you, because you have failed this before. My name is Anya or Anastasia. You use nickname, especially during mute, moot. That is quite rude. Do not be rude to your pack mates. Sal sort of takes a long look and says, all right, I'm going to assume that's under things that you're not worried about, but duly noted. All right. Um, yeah, I will just... point, I will Sorry, point out, though, you got to keep in mind, you're right, when we're in a moot, we got to be presenting a unified front here. But in the past, when I call you Stacy or anything else, it kind of pisses you off. Part of the reason I do that is because if that's the kind of thing that's going to get under your skin when a, a friend, somebody who's going to have your back in a fight, is calling you something you don't like, what the fuck is going to happen when we're actually out there mixing it up with somebody who are actually trying to kill you and they start to piss you off? There are things that are disrespectful when an ally does them and that are expected from an enemy. You are not an enemy, so I tell you not to disrespect me. Also, the difference between the two is if somebody pisses off Anya or Hikau or Ingvar or you or Dakota or Alex, uh, who's not a member of this pack and a friend, I'll go help kick their ass. Yeah, so when you two start arguing among each other, I'm just going to let you fight it out. Yeah, so there's about not seven arguing. feet and 300 courtesy. pounds of difference between those two situations. But I get it. I, yeah. It's. I hope my packmates do not attack my identity. I've had plenty of that already. I think all of us have had plenty of that. Hey, speaking of, of uh, problems, when we're done here, boss, you got a second? Yeah, sure. All right. That's. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Just for when we're finished. I think, unless there's anything anybody else has during that. Aiden said everything he needed to say. Wait, I almost forgot. Dakota's going to give everyone, like, a tie-dye rainbow-colored scarf. I put it on. I am drape it over their, like, heads or shoulders. I am 100% on board with this. (laughs) (laughs) I got one for everyone, so we all match. Aiden puts it in his back pocket. I very quickly, like, sort of adjust it so that it's, uh, it's been folded into a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, fuck. Fred wears them on... An ascot. An ascot, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fold it into an ascot so it's sitting in my shirt like that. Sal just stares at it for a second and says, Technicolor? I gotta be honest with you. 
this is the greatest fucking thing anybody ever gave me. <laughs> I was really hoping I wasn't going to have to say, put on the fucking scarf right now. No, he's, glass he, rocker he, is, he is wearing it like, uh, like full on fashion model style, like as, as, as front and center as possible. In- Ingvar kind of drapes it over her shoulders, like workout tile style. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I think we're otherwise done so what you need listen just real quick um, Uh I heard you when you were talking about it uh, uh, about everything and you were saying like oh shit why didn't I think of that that sort of thing you know you you know you ain't got to do all this shit, right? There's like twelve of us in this pack. I'm. A- we we got stuff covered, okay? I'm aware. Right. Um, no, it's fine. It's it's all good. I just when I say something like, "Why didn't I think of that?" That's uh, simply why didn't I have that idea? It's not, oh, I should have been implementing that. Um, that would give him a measured look for a moment and say, "All right, look, we got we got other things that to to focus on right now." But uh, when we get a when we get a moment when uh, you know we're not trying to stop uh, the Weaver from eating Las Vegas or. Uh, you know, riding off to a moot with everybody who hates our guts, um, and neither of us is on shift on guard duty. Uh, I, how about I bring a bottle by and we catch up a little bit? Sure. Sounds good. All right. Um, so we'll head out to... Makes mental note to keep us on opposite shifts forever. <laughs> 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 I kid, kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. We're. All right. So, Aiden so, doesn't uh, have any other plans <laughs> before the moot. Yeah. Okay. In that case, barring any other preparations, we will proceed to. Did Jack just get super quiet for anybody else? Yeah, Jack, else? you're really fucking quiet. A little quiet. bit. Oh, okay. <clears throat> is, that, is that any better? Yes. Yes. Okay. Juniper has provided all of you with specific directions to follow across the grounds of Caesar's Palace. Hmm? She references the fact that there are events happening this evening. With a little bit of a glance at Alex and Anya. So you won't stand out too much on the walk. And then she provides you with some parking passes to one of the closer but still outdoor parking lots at Caesars. Oh, right. There's a magic fest going on in Las Vegas right now. That's right. <laughs> I can I can give everybody a ride unless everybody wants to ride separate. 
I will. I will get on the bike. I have and go. made arrangements because of my unique needs, but whatever is prepared. Shotgun. <laughs> Let's get going, man. All right. All right. I'll ride with Anastasia so that we're not entirely separated. Mm hmm. Okay. Because I need definitely f- tinted windows. Cell <laughs> <laughs> no, has those. But however the transit occurs, you guys have all the resources you need to get to Caesar's Palace and find your parking area. <laughs> The lights of the casino blend pretty evenly into the unnatural illumination that never quite dulls through the night of the strip. As you walk, columns and colonnades compose a series of paths, each interspersed with fountains and storefronts, all fairly wildly upscale and luxurious. There's some sort of festival performance celebration something happening that has attendance out in droves. The iconic well-muscled males in legionaries armor are accompanied by the other also iconic scantily clad ladies whose costumes make only the vaguest attempts at historical accuracy. There's a subtle and occasionally not entirely subtle atmosphere of ancient dissolution and debauchery being provided, freeing the impulses and cash of the attendees to the largest possible degree. Following Juniper's directions, it's a fairly short walk into one of the larger buildings as you follow across the grounds of Caesar's Palace, ending with an elevator ride that delivers you to a conference room on a third floor wing. There's nobody standing outside the room, but the door is unlocked. Who's going in first? I will go ahead and take the lead. Okay. Be right beside you. Uh, um, Dakota's right behind Sal. Opening the door, you find that the room is dominated by a massive portrait and a huge conference table and a single individual. Younger, with a kind of denim jacket over a hoodie. The sleeves are sort of pulled off the jacket, giving it kind of a a denim vest with a popped collar. The hood is up. The Chuck Taylors are propped up on the table and the arm is sort of leaning on a baseball bat that has two long nails driven through the far end of it. Again. He doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, anyways. Wait, what was that? (laughs) Jeremy's learning. Oh. (laughs) Nope. Is it anybody we recognize? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No. No, he did not enter the room dick dick first. first. Exactly. (laughs) There's a little bit of war paint underneath the uh, the eyes, across the cheekbones. There's a purple swirly t-shirt, canvas pants with a th- very thick belt through the loops. Ah. There's a lot of you. 
Shut the door. Come on in. Okay. Pushes the wheeled chair back and stands up. They're probably maybe five foot five. Looks like they're probably a hundred pounds dripping wet. Someone's slightly shorter than me. The bat goes over the shoulders and they just sort of hang. Come on in. You guys ready? The door is exactly where you think it would be. And they turn and start walking towards the portrait. Let's go. Right. Yep. Head to the portrait. The fingers run down the side of the frame, hit something, and what is basically a five foot by four foot oil painting swings out from the door, revealing what looks like a an access staircase. Go up until you find the door. Hmm. How many drunk people you had to brain so far tonight? Oh, this? Hmm. This is for if any of the fucking worm decides to show up. Mm. Right. And people who stagger in looking for the buffet. The buffet is hard to miss. Mm. You ain't never Even if you're drunk. Mm. <laughs> you ain't never been in Vegas for too long, I guess. I lean over. It's only for the people who are here for the buffet if the buffet is kinfolk. All right. Let's get up the stairs then. I'll shall see. We? You, I'll see y'all in about half an hour. Butters himself. I thought it was funny. Head upstairs. All right. It's another probably six or seven stories of stairway. No side passages or doors or other accesses at other floors. You just come to the very top. And there's a single door with two figures, one of whom you recognize, flanking it. Those that were there for the prisoner transfer um, will recognize one of the individuals there. It's the one who was smoking the weed. He's still doing that. Do we I don't, I don't think any of you ever got his name. Okay. But he gives you a little bit of a grin. Oh. I know you guys. Yeah. Y'all ready? Come on in. Yep. All right. Good luck. Thanks. And he pulls the door open. Yeah, you so enter. What was that, Ingvar? Uh, it, 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 uh, um, Aiden said thanks. So Ingvar sort of, sort of, we are sort of the reason for this move. So <laughs> you enter into a fairly <clears throat> spacious room, wooden floor, well waxed, gleaming in the fluorescent lighting that lines the exterior. There's a number of people there, all the, of them fairly iconically dressed, large number of individuals and in business professional. Some of them in more traditional garb. You see a 
few tattoos, mostly of the Glasswalker icon, either on the forearm, peeking out of the collar. But altogether, there's probably 40 or 50 people here. Everybody is sort of grouped around, mingling back and forth. Conversation is fairly fairly raucous at this point. There's a little bit of rock music kind of quietly playing in the background. But dominating the room <laughs> is a massive tower of <laughs> LCD screens, wires, cable. It looks like a number of AV nerds who were heavy into the modding scene just had a fucking heyday with this thing. Most of the screens are displaying just a scrolling series of graphics and animation as it goes by. Uh, there's a there's an artistic element to it, but you can fairly easily tell as soon as you came through the door, you were in the bond, and the heart of the cairn is probably twenty feet away. I I'm assuming, Jack, this is, looks pretty random interrupty. Fairly significantly, yeah. Okay. S- Sal sort of f- is kind of fading to the middle of the group from from the front. Then, oh, I should also note that like of all of the various different symbols that are marked all across Ingvar, like dead center in the in the neckline of her of her of her tank top is the Valkyria logo. Okay. God, I was so worried about what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ingvar, in the last few days, has suddenly become a transhumanist. And... <laughs> See, when you say Valkyria logo, all I'm thinking of is Valkyria Chronicles, and I'm wondering when Ingvar became a JRPG enthusiast. The Val- the Valkyria of Freya. Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> the camp. Can't get past the tank fights. Does anyone know how to not have all your guys die? <laughs> A number of eyes turn to regard you as you come through, and there's a little wave of sort of notice. And then they turn back to whatever they were doing. There's a number of places where you can find refreshments scattered around. There's a trio of Guru clustered around a couple of monitors that also are regularly spaced out on the exterior. These ones seem to be showing the uh, the stock reports of the day. And that seems to have garnered this trio's attention primarily. I'm <clears throat> probably watching this out of the corner. <laughs> it's the most interesting thing here to her. It's not great, but you know, that that that's how important that's how wall street do it's always important yep it's about remember stay together or at least don't go off on your own solo it's about 10 15 minutes before you're expecting the moot to actively begin right so you guys have a little bit of time if anybody's doing anything uh, Jack, is there anything that ticks off my curiosity flaw? 
Uh, pretty much the whole fucking room. I mean, this is a brand new cairn. It's very different than most of the ones that you've ever been to. You have no idea exactly what type. I mean, you have some educated guesses as to what type of spirit dwells in a heart that's laid out in that way. Also, there's a couple other doorways going off of this primary room as well, so those could lead almost anywhere. Go ahead and make your roll. I really hope that immediately after saying that, everybody just goes off in separate directions. <laughs> and Hayden's like, all righty. I think I'm the, only, I'm the only one that has to actively make a roll to not separate. That's, that's true. Yeah, because the rest of us will do it with very low prompting. Right. Just a witch roll. What difficulty is it? Uh, let me check and Yeah, it see. just says make a witch roll. I only have written down make a witch roll. Yeah, let me look at merits and flaws here real quick. I should remember this one because Tig had this flaw as well. Because it's the best. Uh, so it is a wits roll, um, at this area, I would say just standard difficulty six. Okay. Does my cool headed specialty apply? Nope. <laughs> All right, good. Not for your flaws, it don't. I, I figured, I just wanted to check. <laughs> Two successes. You managed to keep yourself intact. <laughs> I will stay marginally close to the group of the uh, of the of the group of us but still noticeably a couple steps away looking at things and studying them <laughs> anya is just gonna stay close to i guess technically aiden because he's both the alpha and in front uh and what no no that's what yeah, that's choice. fair that and just fair. let the silver fang with dots of pure breed and etiquette do all of the navigating that needs to happen. Okay. Um, do, does Sal see any of the, the wise guys from Vegas that he knows here? Uh, go ahead and give me a uh, perception and alertness difficulty seven. Okay. Um, you see one of them currently. Okay. Sal will not break off from the rest of the pack, but if he can make eye contact, he'll give the like, hey, nod just to make make them aware that he's here. Okay. <clears throat> Um, the individual in question is a man named Jensen Esteban. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, he gives you a sort of little bit of a, a wave, holds up a glass, takes a sip. So see if there are any drink trays going by. There are a number of them. They're not going by. You are going by them. All okay. of that is sort of set up on the 
the exterior uh, on either side of the door, the main door as you come in. So Ingram will sort of snag one and knock it back as she walks by. <laughs> yeah. So we'll make sure that anybody who is interested can grab one as well. Yep. It's a, it's a red. It's pretty good. Hmm. You might be suspicious as to whether or not she even tastes it. It's just gone. <laughs> Sell size. <laughs> All right. So are you guys going around to make contact with anybody or are you just waiting for things to kick off and see what happens? Hmm? I will see how many people I can like recognize and potentially like categorize in terms of their rank or relationship to things, but I don't intend to approach anyone out of initiative unless I see something really important. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception in streetwise. It's not uh, etiquette or anything? Okay. Etiquette is how you conduct yourself. It's not really a knowledge-based thing. Streetwise specifically isn't a knowledge, though. The talent. I, I get it. It's fine. It's just, it just it's it's frustrating stupid. when you spec your character one way and all of the roles that are called for are... I love this system, but the one thing that I've always thought is stupid is that Streetwise, for some reason, is a talent. Yeah, Streetwise also is handled drastically differently depending on who's running it. Yeah, it's often true. it's street-level knowledge. Navigating if you're homeless. That's how the book describes it. Right. Use it for things like this, which is fine, but what difficulty was that again? Uh, that would be uh, difficulty six. Hmm. Yeah, Streetwise is just the, th the only thing I can think of that sounds like a local knowledge role to me, so I've always used it that way. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, one success. Um, and you're looking for basically people that are... I was looking or... for, like, what the social climate and rank is, and maybe if I recognize anyone from my business dealings. But... Gotcha, okay. Um, so people that you might recognize from your business dealings would be... Um, where are they? I guess there's some mild curiosity if there are any other silver fang here, but that's not the priority. No worries. Um... <clears throat> So you recognize, from your business dealings, you recognize Nolan Tarati. Um, you know him as a member of the Sand and Shadows pack. And the younger brother of Joanna Tarati, who's one of the elders of the, of the Sept. <clears throat> I'll put his name in uh, chat for you. <clears throat> like you, he is a Galliard. You are aware of that. Um but uh, Glasswalker. And he does a lot with finance, business, networking, that sort of thing on the city scale. He said he was the older brother of... Younger brother. Oh. Yeah, based, and, uh, based on just sort of what you've heard, there's probably 10 years between them. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and you also see Angela Jennings present as well. Um, was, I think, 
Anya was present for the prisoner transfer, right? No, when, Anya no? was in okay. the Umbra. That's right. Yep. You know of her though. Um, she's a member of the the Ironborn. Um, she's Fiona, and she's sort of the public face of of that pack. So it's fairly common that she gets around. She's a philodox. <clears throat> cool. Good. Anya's favorite favorite uh, uh, auspice. I don't have any problem with other people being philodox. <laughs> Aiden, for his part, is mostly just keeping an eye on everybody else and looking over like his ex person about to get in trouble, not in a, my pack's about to fuck up way, but are other people coming to fuck with my people? Do I need to rush in and beat some heads okay. metaphorically? Right. And perhaps literally depending on how it goes. Yeah. Can Hopefully I, not. Uh, Jack. Yes. I know I can do it from the Umbra to the real, but can I throw my senses into the Umbra without stepping sideways fully? Uh, yes, you can peek across, basically. Yeah, I, I look at... That'd be polite to do it. Hakao <laughs> doesn't know or care. Uh, <laughs> if it would be polite. Um... Uh, looking at you said you said we could sense where the the I, I was slightly distracted. But you said that the heart of the cairn is nearby, right, or in the room? Yes. Mm -hmm. I I want to throw my just for a for a few seconds throw my senses across the, um, the across the gauntlet to look at what the heart of the cairn looks like on the umbral side. Okay. Um, so picking from the material into the shadow is a lot more difficult. Um, you will be making a gnosis roll, difficulty eight. <laughs> I fail. Yep. You try and focus. Can't quite can't quite get across. <clears throat> Akal just frowns and is is now staring at whatever it was that was the the location of the heart of the cairn. Yep. It's that big techie tower AV monstrosity. Yeah. Akal's just staring at that. Yeah, frown on his Ingor face. is probably like no more than 10 feet from the rest of the pack, but it's probably standing near food and drink because she doesn't exactly have much to do here until someone decides to speak to her. Okay. Dakota's going to bounce around the room getting all the food. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And like, she won't seek anyone out, but she will kind of, whenever people look at her, she will kind of wave and be very courteous. All right. Anya will quite naturally move to be like near enough to Dakota to make sure people are staying together. Um. Sounds good. At which point, after you guys have had some time to get the feel of the room, there is a drumbeat. Like someone's hitting 
a heavy, heavy djembe. One, two, three. And reflexively, drinks are put down, plates are set to the side, and a circle begins to form around the heart of the cairn. Uh, anybody who wants to, who has anybody's characters, you think never been to any sort of moot ever before. Heck out. That is categorically false. Mm. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, say, that seems <laughs> not impossible. with your character's background. You, right. you have been to moots. I, the player don't know what constitutes being to a moot. So no, it's all good. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Holly, uh, Dakota can roll. Uh, wits and etiquette. Okay. Uh, difficulty six. Zero successes. Not a botch, though. Something is happening. You're not entirely sure what. The rest of you know that this is how the moot right begins. Yep. This is the opening ceremonies, more or less, to this meeting that is going to happen. So, if need be, when everyone is gathering around the circle, Ingmar will reach out a hand and snag Dakota if she needs to. Yeah, that's fine. Probably. <laughs> okay. So He's one of your packmates... Acceptable helping the first-time lupus <laughs> packmate, which I assume is a fairly normalized part of the etiquette oh yeah mm-hmm. no if anybody doesn't seem to know it's the communal nature of the pack to help those who are who are less knowledgeable yeah. absolutely and as we prepare for the opening of the moot right that's where we're going to take a quick break all right we'll be back in just a few minutes we're live so the drum beat has begun and sal you see Esteban step forward, tilt his head back, and out of his throat erupts a howl. What to human ears would probably simply be a wild tone communicating some mammalian concept to do with prey or the environment that this species finds itself moving through to everybody else present. knowledgeable as you are of at least some, if not fluency, in the old tongue of the Giru, you can hear this call going forth. It has a spiritual resonance to it as it describes this sept, this cairn, this spirit of knowledge and information that is contained and dwells amongst the werewolves that call this place home. And then the heart of the cairn just erupts in a laser light extravaganza, similar to what you might see at an EDM concert. This monitors displaying these video backgrounds that are blazingly frenetic, all with this lupine undercurrent 
of theme. There's a strangely primal energy behind this heavily modern mode, like the skeleton beneath all of this technological aspect has deep roots in a far more ancient time. It is aggressive. It is predatory. It is wild, despite the fact that it's in many of your minds, just a series of ones and zeros cascading through the entire thing. And one by one, members of the circle begin to take up this howl. It's reflexive. Some of them, of course, have probably conducted this right over and over, but you can find a harmony within it if you try. If any of you are going to try and join in, that will be either a wits and rituals role at difficulty six or a wits and primal urge at difficulty seven. You can't make a rituals roll. You can't make the rituals roll blah, if you don't have any dots in rituals. Primal urge. I wasn't, I was only half paying attention. What are we rolling for? If you're going to join, if you're going to try and join in in contributing to the moot, right? Oh, yes, I would. It's sort of my job to do. Aiden does not. He Aiden's just watches and says under his breath, "Fucking glass walkers." Um, what's the difficulty? What was the diff? Yeah. Uh, so you can either make a wits and rituals roll at difficulty six. For a wits and primal urge at difficulty seven. And you have to have dots and rituals to make the rituals. You work. have to have dots and rituals if you're going to make that first one. Does my cool headed specialization in wits apply? Nope. I mean, I've already got two successes, but I suppose I should have asked if my pure breed applies to this at all. No, this is not a social role. Okay. Hey, the game let me roll good at a thing I'm good at. I got six hey, successes. Hey, look at that. <laughs> What? The Theurge is effectively helping in a ritual? Blasphemy! <laughs> For some reason, you have tens explode, though. I don't know why. Hmm? You gotta really turn weird. specializations off because different ver the version of this that's the character sheet treats yeah, that Yeah, because there's a, there's a total of six successes, but there's a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dice in there. Nine dice, I think. Four, five, <laughs> and you have a dice pool of seven. Yeah, that's weird. But plenty. Specialization does and does not make tins roll, depending on which dice pool tab you're using, apparently. Because so it has previously not made tins rolls on different tabs. Specializations <laughs> are generally this is going off not not twentieth anniversary rolls. At which point you do, dice do explode if you get tens if you have specialties. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm talking about mechanically the character sheet. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it changes what it does based on where you put the role. So yep, without yep. so without that, it's only one success. Which is no, more, you still got more four successes. I, I as I rerolled without the special deal. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't know which one you want to take, but I was just gonna knock off those two explodey tens, but you know. Okay. <clears throat> that works too. Um. But yeah. So several of you join in. Dakota, you try, but you can't quite find the rhythm, and you decide to just keep your mouth shut for the time being. When does the, when, when does the Matrix Revolutions orgy start? Because that's I mean, that's, I'm a child of Gaia. That's what I should do, right? That, that's a that's <laughs> a child. That's a child of Gaia moot. 
Yeah, we banned that from this game. <laughs> That's because it's and stupid and horrible. From this game. Hey, werewolf sexuality is still valid. <clears throat> but the audiovisual ceremony comes to an end with a final bark from Esteban and the moot begins. Everyone is still gathered around, but during that moot rite, you find that chairs have been brought out by some individuals, and there are enough seats for everybody. Heck out. Uh, noticing that Dakota is sort of having that new guru uh, experience um, with the with the moot so far. Did I get enough successes with my ritual role to be able to uh, help prompt Dakota whenever it should be the Galliard's time to talk? Uh, the moot right is simply the opening ceremonies. I mean, like, so that will later, be a, okay. Yeah, that will be a different thing later on. Okay, cool. Leaning into that sage. <clears throat> Everyone sits down and. As seats are taken, a dark-haired woman stands up. You've seen her before on your first night. Joanna Tarati, the elder of the Mojave Green Sept, addresses the gathered attendants. Tonight we convene because strange things have happened in the hearts of our territories. Spirits behave differently. The patterns upon which our sept is founded have shifted. A new cairn has arisen and she gestures over to where Juniper is sitting. She inclines her head. And with this manifestation, questions have arisen. Attention has been drawn. And tonight we are here to discuss the business of how we are to handle a fourth cairn in our city. What are we to do with the halfway house? All of you know Juniper Johnson. You know of her deeds, her history, her knowledge. You know of the great and many things done by her pack in years past. In their memory, let us take silence for a moment. She kind of folds her head, closes her eyes, and bows. And there's just a hush that falls over the entire room.
there are no better hands that we could have placed this new cairn in. And as keeper of the land, she has done well to use what tools she has to care for this new nexus of the spirits that has erupted suddenly and without warning, unbeknownst to any of us. But with new arrivals come new opportunities and new dangers. Juniper, tell us all what has happened. She stands up. I have only a few songs left to sing before I return home to our mother's embrace. The cairn is new and the faces that protect it are new as well. In that, I believe that this story should be told by a new voice, not mine. And she looks across the circle to where the Ark of You are sitting. Um, I, he, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, no. I was just looking, looking to the two galliards <laughs> okay. to do their thing. Cool. Sal I starts to stand thought up. thought I interrupted. <laughs> and goes on Sal's shoulder and pushes him back down. No, Aiden is smart enough that he's not going to fuck this up by trying to speak beforehand and being everybody else's first impression. Oh. Ingvard is going to gently pass Dakota on the back and, yeah. and nods to... to um, uh, Anya. Anya will sort of clearly taking a cue from that because pure breeds <laughs> um, sort of inclined towards Dakota. Yeah. Uh, Dakota will like make eye contact with Anya and then nod and stand up and very nervous, nervously, sorry, uh, step to the center of the room. Real, real quiet as she gets up, Sal goes, you got this. That hush once again falls around the circle as all eyes turn to you, Dakota. Juniper was correct that strange things have been happening. We first discovered something strange when there were two vans that would circle the halfway house. And there was something very odd in the way that they moved. Um, we tried to, to speak to them. We tried to stop the vans, but they were very set on their course. And when we were able to stop the vans, um, they didn't seem to want to speak to us. I was on um, I was on the the Umbra side when this was happening, and 
Hakawan myself discovered that there were a lot of spiders, um, weavers. Um, these events led up to the day of August 16th, when a strange message, a uh, text message was received by several of my pack informing us that there was something strange at the gate. And Hakau and Ingvar stepped up to the gate and saw a large spider spirit. Um, Hakau stepped through the gate and it did not look like the same one that we had seen before that was spinning the webs. Um, the spider informed Hakau that he wished to establish communica a communication link with our pack. Uh, once we joined him, Hakau allowed the communication between us and what they called the regional administrator. Um, when the spider went to grab us and take us, um, Anya dodged it and stayed at the halfway house. Um, she will pause for a moment and look at the group, uh, as did Alex. They, sir, they went to Juniper and we communicated with them through our mental link. Bit of a ripple through the crowd when you say that. I am, well, this is going on worth noting. Aiden is mostly watching every, he's trying to trying to get a read on the room on specific prominent individuals, etc. See how they're taking all of this. Okay. Um, once we were taken, we appeared in a well-lit chamber filled with lots of cables and wires in a tangled knot. At the base of the knot, there was this giant spider-like insect-type creature with a cable-like neck and a strangely human-like face. It said, welcome to the center and that this is where peace and order flow, flow from. It called itself the regional administrator. And when we asked about the disturbance that was pulling power, the regional administrator said that we speak of M13 exile. Um, it has pushed the bounds towards instability and must be contained so it will not be harmful to the construct. Hakau asked, um, within the last month, has there been an increase in transitory activity from the center of this domain towards, sorry, towards the um, exteriors that increase a direct result of, sorry, I am reading from <laughs> <laughs> from um, your powers or activities, or is it something else? The regional administrator said um, yes, and causation uncertain, possible. Um, Hakau asked when this creature was 
given the role of regional administrator. And he proceeded to tell us uh, since manifestation, 1300 years. Um, uh, Hakau asked why the designation M13 exile um, for spirit in question, but the question was rejected. Uh, the original administrator said the uh, the Karen, sorry, the Karen needed to be reassimilated for stability purposes, and that it was three stage process, and that step one would be um, they would take the um, continued present. Sorry, sorry, messing up. Um, uh, step one would be essentially that they take the halfway house. At that, there's a murmur that kind of runs through the crowd. Akau asked if there was anything that we could possibly do for them to not take um take back the Karen Karen sorry um and they said no <laughs> uh how explained that we needed time to discuss this amongst ourselves and the regional administrator left a mark on his hand and said that his ambassador would return to collect us after the time has passed, um, after one complete cycle. There's a couple eyes that sort of dart to your pack, several of them trying to figure out, which one of these fuckers is a cow? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you don't pay attention to certain tax assholes. I do not say that out loud. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at Silverstein, assuming he's here. Oh, he's definitely here. And is seeing what his reaction to this information has. Give uh, so, at this point, since a little bit of time has passed, uh, I'll have Hakau and Aiden both give me wits and empathy rolls, difficulty seven. Cool. While that information is not is not said verbally, it absolutely goes through the pack link. Okay. <laughs> um, does my specialization apply? Which one? Cool-headed. Uh, no. Because okay. uh, my specialization, uh, which I believe is something like reading emotions. Yeah. Yeah, reading emotions. Uh, okay. What's simply diff what? Uh, difficulty seven. Mm. Carry on, Holly. Mm. Oh, um, uh, after that, it said goodbye and... It's, it receded back into the knot of wires and cables. Uh, then a small archway formed and we entered through it and it dropped us out randomly into the umbra, but we were able to step sideways and ended up at some sort of country club and we were able to make our way back. 
Dakota, go ahead. Go ahead and give me a charisma and expression difficulty six. Okay. Or performance, uh, whichever. Jack, you, you might need to readjust your mic again. <laughs> oh, okay. Charisma, yeah, either charisma and expression or charisma and performance uh, difficulty six. Four six. Okay. Hmm. All right. And she's kind of shaking a little bit by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> As you come to the end of your story, Joanna stands up. Thank you, Dakota. She'll nod and give a little curtsy. (laughs) You see just the faintest little sideways grin on Joanna's face as she gives you a little bit of a nod. She spreads her arms. There you have it, my siblings. A threat, a pattern, and a web being spun. We will take a short recess at this point to consider our thoughts and suggestions, and then the floor will be open. In, she looks at her cell phone, 20 minutes. And you guys kind of see that it's it's taken a little bit more of a boardroom kind of conference vein at this point. Hakao, as you've been watching Silverstein, he is a mask. But at the point where there are references to you having spoken to this regional administrator and the interaction that seems to have caught most of his attention on this. He's interested. His interest seems to primarily extend to that spirit Mm -hmm. and specifically how it interacts with guru specifically. Aiden, as you're looking around, you're just trying to get a general read of the room. You said, Mm -hmm. It's about what you would probably have expected. As there's references initially of Weaver investigation and that sort of thing. And whether or not she she made the direct decision for this, the sort of clinical description, just event by event, beat by beat that Dakota has been given seems to resonate fairly well with this group. It's very it's a sort of technical dissertation but delivered in a way that they can easily digest and and there's there's definitely an impact made there. Okay. Things don't really start to raise any hackles or ruffle any feathers until it gets to the point where you guys get grabbed by a spider and then taken to a weaver spirit that basically is saying give me your cairn. Right. That's when you can see the lips curl a little bit, the jaws begin to set, the eyes flash. 
is that seem more directed just at the situation or how the pack handled it? Because that's basically what he's worried about at this moment. It seems more situationally okay. directed. You have a feeling that the pack's reputation is going to now be up for discussion now that they have some facts okay. to start going on. So through the totem phone just really quick, nice job. As soon as Joanna basically calls the break, immediately chairs scrape back, people stand up, knots begin to form, people start whispering amongst each other, talking back and forth. Two people just head straight for the refreshments and down two or three glasses of alcohol. Because, you know, werewolves, that's it. Do I recognize either of those people? (laughs) um go ahead and give me intelligence and etiquette uh difficulty seven one is sal you recognize one of the three people (laughs) (laughs) no No, i appreciate that i don't need to roll etiquette to recognize my pack mate but also sal why are you going up alone he he totally is not i was difficulty seven i mean within sight at least is okay no uh, yeah, yeah which which is actually successes. Yeah, maybe a little weird, but he's not. Aiden just thinks they're all slackers because they didn't think to bring their own. <laughs> I reach into my thigh bag and pull out. Have, I'm trying to identify NPCs. I reach yeah. into my thigh bag and pull out one of those really tall bottles of water. <laughs> like, like an ethos water? Yeah, it's like one of those, again, too large to fit into a thigh bag. Yeah. Um, you recognize one of them as a slightly higher ranked than you, Theurge, who goes by Raincaller. The other is a Galliard that you remember recognizing he's a Metis. His name's Auguste Lacour. You remember if that... I know. Is mm-hmm. that a deed name? No, that is that is his human birth name. So it's just a pun from the gym. Got it. <laughs> I like the fact that you asked it in that way in order to determine whether it's a pun. Look, oh. it's important whether that's character information yes. or player information. No, legit, legit, for sure. The, the guy who downed alcohol that I asked the GM the name of his last name, Lacour. Right. <laughs> but legit. Yeah. <laughs> question yes um I, I i it's absolutely probable that i didn't notice but i'm really curious if any of the people that were looking around trying to find who the hakao was was a was able to recognize the amulet hanging from my neck um you do not, you did not have enough yeah. to see if that has caught anybody's eye or whether that has given them 
any level of recognition. Really curious if they're the Egyptologists in Las Vegas, right? In, <laughs> in the Las Vegas Cairns. Ingvor <laughs> is curious if anyone looking for Hikau based on the Hikau was given a mark ended up erroneously looking at Ingvar, who is covered in marks right now. <laughs> Um, your marks do not seem to be drawing a ton of attention, actually. Good. <laughs> so, Aiden will say, sorry, Aiden will say over, over totem phone. All right, I know I said for no, for nobody to split up, but this is the point where we need to split up. Stay inside of each other, but we need to mingle because our reputation may have an impact on what decision is made. And Dakota put us off on a good foot. We need to build on that. Might I suggest teams of two or three? E. In Alex, some cases... Alex gets yeah. up and just sort of sidles over to Sal. <laughs> That works. Um, um, Ingvar will sort of make her way over to refreshments. Yeah. A, a couple singles are fine because they're going to be more open with us if we're just if we're just one person. It won't look like they're addressing the entire pack. Hey, Kyle. Uh, I, want, I want to see. Oh, is that is that first strike? First strike, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> turn to first strike. Hello, first strike, and I'll hold out my hand. She grabs it in both of hers. <laughs> Weaver's mark. I'm assuming it's a representation of the lunar cycle. Yes, I think so. Which would indicate we have a, until the moon is, what did I say, full or new? Until the moon is full again? Full again, yeah. Until the moon is full again. Little less than one month. Has it started to change yet? Um, so it has started to slowly fill in with a black. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll sort of yeah. indicate to that uh, uh, to, to first strike. Well, good luck. Thank she drops you. your hand. <laughs> And turns and just goes over to the the Karen Hart and just sort of stares up into one of the monitors. I'm going to follow first strike. Okay. Can you tell me about the spirit of this Karen? Looking up at the monitors. What do you wish to know? Do they have a name? Yes, but it is not spoken. Hmm. Do we... They are knowledge. They are luck. They are... And she's struggling for a word that she can't quite think of. Can I interpret what might be the third part of that logical train of Go words? ahead and make a guess. <laughs> Knowledge, luck. Well, I, I has no idea. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Tilt his head. 
I wonder if they might know any more about this regional administrator than we do. That is probably what Irving has gone off to ask. I hope so. And you notice that Joanna is sort of making her way around through the knots. You don't see Irving and you don't see the other elder that you had met that first night when you guys got your initial renown. I assume they're in like, well, fuck, information gathering time. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> uh, Dakota, for telling a good story at a moot, you are going to take one temporary glory and one temporary wisdom. Okay. Are any of you guys out looking for people to talk to, or are you waiting for them to come to you? In a specific way, yes, Anya. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Once that sort of we can go off in some signals is given, are there still sock prices on one of the monitors now that we're on break? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. That has not Anya is navigating over to there and not necessarily approaching anyone specifically, but between like appearance, pure breed, silver fang, uh, dots of academics and specifically finance sort of mingling there to find the appropriate people okay or, or whatever sure um so to be found among i suppose is the front sure yeah you're 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 putting yourself in an accessible position basically mm -hmm. okay you know, uh, the person who walks over to the water killer and it makes perfect sense for them to be there because that's the sports water cooler. Right. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me a manipulation and etiquette. Difficulty six. Um, so shocking to me that etiquette doesn't have an early specialty. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> If it did, Hakal's would definitely be ballroom dancing. For no reason. Four successes. Four successes. Oh, and I gave you the wrong numbers there, Holly. It's one glory, two wisdom. Um, so as you're standing there, Anya, you see a dark-haired female wander her way up to you. She's got a glass in her hand. Would I know her or at least know her relative rank? Um, this is one that you have not met okay. before, actually, uh, because you were in the Umbra when they did the prisoner transfer. But That's she's, fair. Yeah. I, 
for some reason, again, I think this was a different edition. There was something about instinctive werewolf rank recognition, but never mind. Uh, if you want to, yeah, no, you can try and judge that. Actually, yeah. Um, I generally use wits and primal urge on that one. Uh, difficulty six. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see if I can do that. Okay. Even if it's not super easy for me. One success. You get the idea she's maybe a little above you or at your rank currently. Okay. Yeah. And in general, because this is said to be a thing about the language people know, it's better to err on the side of Rhea if you're not entirely sure. Generally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, because I don't want to try pronouncing the other one. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I feel like this is a slightly older book, and that term did not have a different thing that was very close to it. Probably not. <laughs> Equal rank, for the record, is Yuff. Yeah, see, I don't want to try pronouncing that in a werewolf game. Yeah, that's only really one letter off. <laughs> I'm aware. Wow. I'm just saying. That's how it's pronounced. Yuff. Yeah, I, I, get, it, you, I get that pretty good. Not an I. Other thing. I, I, I would have gone with youth, but you know. Um, sort of polite head nod my own glass of alcohol nebulously (laughs) so some bad news for your pack that guy Uh, we took off your hands died without a word A shame, though these these things have many routes. I'm sure everyone did all they could. Oh, we did all sorts of things, but that spirit, yeah, just... If I might be a bit bold, it seems to underscore how drastic things are that our resources have yet to identify what uh, this does not want us to know. Fucking hell, Anya's accent slipped again. That's okay. I mean, yeah, that's one way to look at it. And some sometimes I don't know. Weaver Weaver spirits are weird at the best of times, unless you really already know what makes them tick. I prefer the ones that have already gone a little glitchy, personally. This guy not so much. I might ask, how would you look at it? Well, there's at least hopefully a perception out there that we are not fucking around. And that we're still dead set on doing our job. Making sure that Nobody on the other side of the gauntlet gets 
ideas that they shouldn't. Indeed. That does seem wise. I'm Wynn, by the way. Anya. I think if you need any more backup over there, you should give me a call. Of course. Is there a preferred method? <laughs> In the very clear reclat lots of you are glass walkers, but do you phone? <laughs> she pulls a business card out and hands it to you. I'll exchange mine. Take hers. Yep. Her name is printed on the front. Win condition. <laughs> I hate you. It you oh. based on that you're like okay, that's a deed name. Okay, yep. fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, we'll we'll be in touch. If anything shakes out, we tend to handle the troublesome ones as part of, you know. You're fading out us and again, Jack. We tend to handle the troublesome ones as, you know, part of worm foe shit. Your assistance and is greatly appreciated, as is your offer. We will will be sure to reach out time. I'm sure. A pack of wind condition, GG, tank, and DPS. <laughs> I now have a fan theory about how this person got their deed name. <laughs> um, while, that, while that is happening, um, Ingvar is definitely sort of making herself present and obvious as sort of the exotic, as sort of this very much obviously foreign individual standing sort of in an obvious location out by the refreshments where everyone eventually gravitates, um, covered in strange markings, eyes sort of constantly scanning the room, occasionally locking eyes with people and just sort of looking around, sort of just making her, making her presence known and seeing if anyone is actually going to try and speak to her. Which is when an individual steps up to you. Dyed blonde hair, glasses that are just the faintest bit tinted. Very high cheekbones, red lipstick, turtleneck, dark clothes. Probably mid-60s, you would guesstimate by the lines on the face. Elegant manicure. Very subtle, fairly understated. So, child. What do you think of all this? Mm -hmm. To give my opinion, Rhea, I think that 
I'm not entirely familiar with this place or this land, but I think the weaver's gotten a bit too big-headed for itself. She gives a little bit of a smirk. That is an opinion that many of the Gets share. I'm just a Modi of the Fenrir, but I generally feel that, well, it's not my place to speak such things, but it seems like it's gotten too much land and it needs to be put back in its place. A common enough sentiment. How would you go about it? Burn it all down. In the field of battle, from my upbringing, the things that you burn, the enemy might not be able to use, but you also cannot. It is better to take back block by bloody block, but in the war of attrition, you need to make sure that they're losing more than you are. What is the nature of the enemy against us, then, that you can ensure they lose more than we? That answer, as I say, I'm just a Modi. My field is on the battlefield. The analysis of my enemy I leave to the Godi and the Horseti, but... Were I to give my own opinion, the infrastructure and the pattern that these spiders have woven seems to be driving out the more native spirits. And I think that gathering them to our side might build us more allies, might help us win a war by building our numbers beyond the enemies. Hmm. Well, for one of the warrior born, you seem to think very clearly. I have been told many times that I am gifted with a clearer heads than most. Hmm. Something, of, something of my ancestors' heritage, they say. In my home, there is a saying that the clearest water is the one in which nothing lives. <clears throat> she gives a little bit of a shrug, and the eyes kind of crinkle a little bit as she smiles at you. I don't know that I believe it. We have something similar where I'm from. Only with us, it's the clearest ice is also the deepest and most strangling. Hmm. Not much ice where I'm from. Hmm. Well. Young Ingvar. 
be the strong arm that your pack needs, that we all may need in these days to come. I aim to be so. Have a good evening. You as well, Rhea. Gee, the Korean woman just walks away from you. Never got a name, didn't bother to ask. Nope, you didn't. It's okay, I think we probably know. Yes. Uh, And it's somewhere. It's somewhere in my notes, but yeah, I think we know that one. Um... Aiden's just going to find the most important looking people and he's just going to go that way. That's Joanna. Yep. She's having a brief conversation with a few people and as you step up, you can almost see the ears twitch slightly and right as you're within appropriate speaking distance, she turns to you. Yep. Um, just wanted to, in case there was any further questions that might be needed, make myself available. To me or to everyone? To whoever might need to know. Very well. Well, I'll start then. Okay. This spirit seems to have designs on reclaiming the cairn. Do you think it wants the cairn or the spirit that lives inside it? I honestly, myself, don't know the answer to that. I don't think any of us do. Um, I'm sure we all have, would all have thoughts on it. I'm sure that Cacao probably probably has would would have a a theory. Um, honestly, I mean this might this might this might well be me stating the obvious, but I think that an explosion of wild occurred, and. Breaking into that small little, breaking a, a small little sliver into that sea of sea of stasis is is, is too much for it. Um, either way, it's not good. I <laughs> oh, and we lost Jeremy. <laughs> bum bum bum. That's that was me again. <laughs> No, Jeremy just disappeared mid-sentence. This time, Zoom cut him off, not anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) When Zoom cuts you off, you can't speak over it. It's true, it's true. Well, while we're waiting for Jeremy to get back then, um, Sal, what are you up to? Sal is going to take, kind of keep an eye on Alex. And also um, try to track down Esteban. Okay. He's he's pretty easy to find. He's in kind of a little knot with a couple other people, but as you get over... Meraro. 
I'll give him so, the, uh, the traditional greeting of our camp. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hi. That's good. That uh, real good how you got going. Hey. Starting things off right. They did. They didn't give me. They didn't give me the job for nothing. So what do you think of all this shit, huh? This shit's got things fucked up six ways to Sunday. Are you telling me? You seriously got suck it in to a big metal room with like the head fucking weaver spirit in the entire city. Hey, you know how it is. You get out there, you start looking around. People tell us uh, to figure out what's going on with this new Cairn. Eh, we might have gone after it with a little bit too much gusto, but uh, can't say nothing if not for getting results, huh? Results is results. I'll give you that much. Mm-hmm. Suffering Christ, though. <laughs> yeah. Fucking telling me. All right. So, 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 which one of them was the first to piss on the floor? Uh, you'd be surprised. Kept themselves together, all right. Yeah, pretty well, pretty well. You know, it's it's better than even odds that y'all are gonna fuck this up. You know. Well, you know that that uh that ain't for nothing. But uh, no, I gotta say, um, y'all doing pretty fucking well so far. Good to know. Let's go to know. So, listen, uh, how long you been out here? Eh, what? Going on 10 years now? You ever seen any shit like this? Spirits I mean, running around scared. We were going over uh, overboard there. Not usually that side. Like, you know, the worm is always doing the worm's things. And, and uh, when that happens, generally, eyes turn to the west. Because you got the hive of, of of dancers out there in Death Valley, yeah. and they got they got themselves a pretty good claw hold there. So when that sort of shit gets started, obviously everybody kind of loses their shit, bands together, and fucking throws them back into the into the sand that they crawled out of. Weaver going nuts, so Weaver going nuts is. Eh, I mean, that's dicey. We, you know. Just as well as anybody, we tend to, to work with the Weaver. We tend to find a decent balance, a little give and take, you know, a little quid pro quo, uh, and uh, and and try and try and make that that side of things work for us. So, uh, yeah, no, having having that go sideways on us, having that go south, it's gonna fuck up some shit. I gotta ask you, um, and he looks around and kind of gestures at the walls and stuff. Um, how is it working with all these fucking interrupts? Is it going uh, kind of Rico or is it uh, they stay away from the alphabet suit? As far as that goes, I mean, R- Rico took out most of our, of our camps back up in this city. But, yeah. but there's, enough, there's enough of the old boys running around and there's enough of the, enough of the underlying network there that we can still get shit done. Uh, but yeah, no, these interrupts, man, I tell you, they, they, they get, they get, they, get digging into those keyboards of theirs and, and some weird ass shit, but you can't argue with the results. Kind of like you were saying. Yeah. Well, who are you fucking talking to? Look what happened back in New York. Oh Jesus. Don't even get me started on that fucking mess. Fucking hunt. Huh? What the fuck is a guy like that thinking? Like, I mean, okay. I'm all about like trying to recapture the glory days and shit, but, 
Jesus, going in with with a bunch of worm pack just so you can fucking no. No, there's certain lines that a respectable businessman does not cross. Okay, and that you. is fucking wonderful. You that is line fucking one. I tell you, we have to find that fucking guy. So we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna fucking string him up by his entrails, is what we're gonna do. Throw him in the yeah, right. goddamn abyss or some shit. Yeah. But out here they uh they play ball pretty well. Uh, I mean, you know. There, there are folks with whom we are persona non grata, even in our own tribe. And uh, it can be a little iffy, uh, especially you start uh, talking to, uh, to the Yuktena or the Kagis. Uh, some of them think we're, uh, we're pushing way too hard into the web. Um, but the web is, the web is where, where the power's at these days. And, and sometimes you gotta, you gotta pick up the tools that, that they left laying on the floor when you don't oh, got any of your own. Uh, any of them in particular I ought to watch out for or avoid? Well, okay. The people that are like really sore about New York, you mean? Or Well, that or the uh, audio tenor just uh, trying to lay low on the whole uh, walking on glass thing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if I and anything about the New York situation, I ought to know out here. I'd appreciate the, uh, the heads up. All right. So the... The worst one I think you're going to have to worry about is is a guy. Uh, his name is Broken Mirror. He's he's a he's a sneaky fellow like you. He's a new moon, but uh, he's 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 worked really hard to get his rep back up. He ain't got no tail, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, and his. His family is is part of the people that that had gotten hit pretty bad in the New York debacle. Shit. So he he, yeah, yeah. he he hears your background. He is not going to take kindly to you at all, at all. See you around tonight. You can put the point the guy out to me. He kind of gives a a neck scan. Fell over there, far side of the heart. Mm-hmm. You see him? Sal kind of does one of those, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> right. And you see fairly dark-skinned individual, um, black hair, kind of uh, <clears throat> Hispanic features almost. Um, and he's got a, got a silk shirt on with the, uh, with the glass walker in a glyph embroidered on on the pocket he's wearing a, a sports coat slacks shiny black pair of shoes um fairly nondescript other than those sort of sort of features definitely carries himself like a like like a glass walker ragabash given the information that you've you've been given you can kind of pick out a couple of the markings there um seems to be talking with a couple of other people they don't they don't have that sort of pack dynamic um but it looks like he's he's just carrying on some sort of conversation with them okay and what what was his name again broken mirror broken mirror okay i'll mentally note his face 
All right. Good looking out there, Stabon. I appreciate it. Anybody else I ought to look out for? He's the only one that comes to mind, but uh, I can ask you around discreetly, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll send you some updates if, if anybody else is, has got some real, real grief with, with the whole New York sitch. And uh, aside from the people who are trying to stab us in the back, uh, anybody else out there who, uh, who we know has got our back when, they, when the shit goes down? Look, she she does her best to keep everything on an even keel. Joanna's a good girl, uh, and and she's got everybody's best interests in heart, including. I mean, she's she's an interrupt herself, but but she's trying to to build stuff out here. Um, Hempstead, honestly, I I he he. It depends on which which day of the week you catch him on. Um, so watch. Tread carefully. I wouldn't say you have to worry about him, you know, trying to rip your throat out, but sometimes it can get a little dicey. Steel trap is, is pretty good. I mean, you know, he's, he's a lupus philodox. What do you think? He gives a shit about anything. He just wants everybody to, you know, behave themselves and keep their, keep their trap shut. Ain't nobody better for getting an honest answer. I'll tell you that much. I mean, you know, hey, and it's it's kind of kind of nice to be wandering around a city and have you know some lupus in our own camp. That don't happen much. So, but there's a couple of them out there. You got a uh, you got you got Silverstein's apprentice, uh, and yeah, yeah, we're we're doing all right for ourselves in this city. So as long as we can just keep things stable. I think, uh, and and we can figure out what the fuck is going on with this situation that you and your pack has got your noses in. We'll be able to we'll be able to make things happen. Speaking of the Argent Sergeant, what's the deal with with Silverstein? Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy knows his shit. Okay, like he he ain't exactly got a good bedside manner, but but he has been around long enough, and he knows the fabric of his city on the other side of the gauntlet, like you would not fucking believe. Uh, yeah. He's if honestly, if you guys, if you guys are looking for somebody to point you in the right direction, I'd go to him almost before I'd go to anybody else. I mean, I know he's into some shady shit, but that ain't nothing against him on its own. Oh, he's a fucking contrary bastard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, but but it's the right kind of shady shit, though. Right? Yeah, no, no. He's the the bones he's got in his closet. Either he put them there himself in fair fight, or he dug them up, and the worm doesn't want him to have them, and he's keeping them to himself anyway. Good to know. All right. All right. Well, well, my glass is empty. You go tend to your shit, and I'm getting a drink. You got it. Hey, um, one more thing before you head off. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gesture with his head to Alex. Uh, I don't say, uh, listen, um, I ain't sure if you guys met, uh, but uh, like I said, you were asking about uh, who's pissing on the floor. Um, Alex here, she knows what's what's going on. And she's been fucking on uh she's been fucking grounded back in the uh back in the set there. Yeah. No shit. You got a uh you got any uh any chance to put a word in? I'd appreciate it. He holds out his hand uh, to Alex. Good looking out, kid. All right. Any salad friend of Sal's is a friend of mine. You know how it is all part of the pack. And uh 
we're a whole hell of a lot more uh, effective if we ain't got one paw stuck in a trap. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's for damn sure. All right. Mm-hmm. You listen to this guy. He's he's got a he's got a fairly fairly straight head on his shoulders and and just watch out for the three days out of the week that he doesn't. <laughs> I tell you what, kid. You try to guess which ones they are. If you get them right, you get a gold star. All right, All right Esteban. Take it easy. Jeremy, you were in the middle of saying something. I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly which sentence it was. Okay. Well, we I will... don't even remember the question at this point. You were talking to the important lady. You were, yes. you were talking about to the separate. I know what that. What should be done. I know that. No. I just don't re know exactly where I was. I don't okay. think you've gotten that far. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had just started. Yeah. But she she had asked, does the regional yes, administrator uh, want the cairn or the spirit that lives there? So wherever he was, where wherever it was, pretend there's a bunch of of of, of bullshit before this. Mm-hmm. Um I don't th- functionally I don't think it matters. Because I don't think it's going to be, it's going to stop with one. I think it saw a big explosion of wild energy that encroached on its stranglehold of this area and was like, well, have to stamp all that out. Well, that makes it sound like we're going to need to. That's my concern. Shore up defenses then. That's definitely my concern. I could be wrong. I don't have a ton of experience with this, but it certainly did not seem like this was... I mean, and regardless... uh, um, Somebody help me with the pronunciation. Meneguo. Meneguo. Meneguo's the Cairn's totem. So realistically is there even much of a difference i mean yes i know what karen can exist without a totem but in my mind the difference being is this something that the weaver if we're operating under these assumptions is it something that it wants to destroy or infest because that could possibly have two very different outcomes should it succeed you're not wrong neither sounds great Hmm. well and then there's that drumbeat again well that looks like it's all time that we have for the moment Let's get everybody back in their seats. I'm sure there will be more questions. Prepare yourself. Everybody seems to be going back to their chairs. There's a little bit of adjusting. Some people have shifted places and that sort of thing. A couple chairs are taken away and the circle is closed. Joanna looks around, furrows her brow a bit. Well, 
I suppose now we open it up for questions, unless there's anything that the Wings Pack wishes to say before we get started. She sort of holds out a hand to your side of the room. Happy to answer questions. Very good. A dark-haired individual, the one that had been pointed out to you, Sal, as broken mirror, stands up. Oh, boy. Just to be certain, your pack's testimony seems to indicate that the weaver and its entire brood in this city a brood that many of us here have frequently negotiated with, come to agreements with, even formed productive conclusions with, has reacted or possibly simply responded to all of what's been happening over at the halfway house with aggression and it's basically trying to tell you you can't have this cairn anymore or it's war that seems to be the impression more or less yeah go ahead Uh, he sits down no if Aiden answered Anya wouldn't contradict him Um, I just I didn't speak up And another individual. You see nudged by Auguste Lacour, the one that uh, Anya, you saw, just kind of elbows him and makes a gesture. And then the other individual stands up. Are you advising mobilization and an aggressive response or do you think we'll be able to come to a peaceful resolution? I think we should try for a peaceful resolution. I think we should be prepared for potentially the other. Um, That's obviously the, it's obviously the preferred. We, we don't want, we're, we don't want to, 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 to add complications to the war we're already fighting on the local level, on any level. But it did seem to be very... The way it was posed to us is not, we would like to, uh, I would like to negotiate how to handle this situation. Um, But what do you, what kind of compensation do you want for what I'm going to do? 
are you raising your hand? Yeah, for Jack, not for the out of game. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, f- I figured it wasn't in. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's, yep. that's uh, um, How appropriate would it be for the Theurge to add on to the end of the pack leader's statement? Uh, you can certainly say something if you want to. I'm just curious if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the pack leader's talking, the Theurge should just shut up, or... No. Okay. Not in this case. Okay. It doesn't seem to read to that. I mean, it depends on what you end up saying. Yeah, but, well, you know. I mean, yeah. Don't directly <laughs> contradict him. That, that, that was not the Pro tip. That was not <laughs> well, actually. Oh, God. The indication that we received was that the regional administrator, as an ancient being, has plans in place that it intends to follow through. And it was giving us the option to cooperate or not. Yep. I will note that this being, whatever it claims, is undoubtedly ancient. And whatever approach might be taken should best be done with caution. Removing or harming something that ancient will undoubtedly have ramifications throughout the whole of the city. At which point, one of the side doors bangs open and a body slams its way through, stumbles, crashes to the floor, and is followed by two others. And there's a just a sudden start as everybody turns to look and sees Irving Silverstein sprawled out face first on the wood. Um, Behind him is a man holding a cylinder. He took, I don't, what, I don't know where he got this. Irving sort of stumbles up, pushes himself, and you can see blood streaming out of one of his nostrils as he manages to stagger to his feet and just lunges for the Cairn heart. Uh, somebody's going, somebody's stopping him from getting to the Karen Hart. Yeah. Um, Sal is is already moving. Anya is. No, you're good. No, you're good. We can all do because it doesn't contradict with this stuff. Uh For the record, Anya is trying to watch as this disruption occurs. If anyone uses that moment to leave or go somewhere else. I have perfect recall, so I'm just trying to keep track of like right. anyone who might be using this disturbance. Somebody's taking a my understanding is somebody is taking this cylinder thing towards the heart of the cairn. Uh no. So okay. Irving Sorry, who does, who does, does not have the cylinder thing is just trying to get to the cairn heart. Okay. The other Irving's the right master, correct? <laughs> yes, he is okay. he is the ranking okay. theurge of the cairn. Okay, perfect. No, he can do what he wants. Um, <laughs> um, everybody is out of chairs. What's yeah. going on? The child Joanna of Gaia. Is, yeah. Right. yeah in- Ingvar, Ingvar is still has hand on dagger, has not drawn it yet, and is obviously not trying to point it at someone, but is like, this seems like a situation that's rapidly degrading. Um, our it's about to degrade it. worse. Yeah. Um, I was going to let Jeremy finish his thought okay. before <laughs> I said anything. That's why I raised my hand. Uh, Aiden is spending his maximum rage that he can spend, which I believe is three. Um, I don't think you could basically 
less you can't spend more than half in a single turn i believe is how it goes half your rating yeah uh well my rage is four i believe so that works out real well um let me check to make sure though uh yes my rage is four so i'm spending sorry that's what i meant two rage one for the extra one to immediately go krinos okay the other one to get up to this guy for for the 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 special action and then for regular action i'm just grabbing him like grabbing him and shoving him straight down onto the ground Point okay. of order, which guy? There are three people Cylinder involved. Dude. <laughs> Cylinder uh, Dude. Can we clarify? I think I missed what Cylinder Dude did. I thought he just came in with a confused look on his face. Uh, okay, never mind. Sorry, sorry. I just misheard something. I was, no, no. So to wind it back, just to make sure everybody has the context they need for their their actions. Irving slams through the door, sprawls yes. on the floor, gets back up, starts staggering towards the Karen, yes. ble- bleeding from the nose. Two other people follow him in, one of whom seems completely bewildered, is holding the cylinder and is just going, he took, I don't, what is, I don't know where this came from. Looks was, like he's trying to formulate okay. some sort yeah, of explanation to Sorry. what the fuck has our ranking theurge started. Okay. And, and who is the third person? Um, anybody who's trying to ID them, go give me just an intelligence and etiquette difficulty six. Okay. Can I use Streetwise? Um, so I sure. believe that's a critical success. That is a critical success. Uh, etiquette. Uh, I should check. I know it says down. enigmas, but that was actually yeah. etiquette. So okay. I got three. So, Hakau, you recognize one of them as Walter uh, as uh, Walter Hempstead, the other elder who was there. He's the one who's not holding the cylinder. Okay. Uh, Anya, Aiden, and Sal, you recognize the one who is holding the cylinder and seems a little confused as Steel Trap Mine, the third elder of the Mojave Green Sept. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you are not, however, it, you can still do at least the first part if you want. Yes, no, because he's definitely multiple people them. have gone crinos right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, defi- he's definitely at least he, he he's going crinos, getting between them at the moment, and using that last one as a held action okay. to react in case they try to do something. Uh, Ingvar yeah. is going to shift over to Favreau. So my question, I had one question prior to my determining what Hakao is doing. Do I recognize the cylinder that's being held? Yes, you do. Okay. I'm going to try to force my vision into the Umbra because I want to see what's happening on that side of things because I feel it's relevant. Okay. Uh, that will be a... Gnosis roll difficulty nine. All right. Uh, I, or sorry, eight. <laughs> I'm going to spend a willpower. All right. One out of success. One success. Okay. And I'm looking at the Cairn heart. Right. You see a twisted, intricately woven mass of 
cable and wire and steel and spider web. Sparks of spirit energy and gnosis glinting in and out of it. And within it, a sort of fractal form of this living entity somehow manifesting and receding and expanding all at once. It looks like the sort of thing that a Hollywood special effects producer would literally kill to be able to make. <laughs> As the rest of you see Silverstein reach out and just slam his hand into one of the cables, there's a little bit of a spark of electricity and he jerks. And then his form relaxes slightly as he's just holding on to this cable and you can see the energy sort of making his forearm twitch every once in a while. And then in just a flat monotone voice, the cursed pack of black wings strides forth pack of a single eye pack of the blood moon seek for a battle long past when the serpent's children fought for their lands speak to the barren places speak to the fallen warriors in life and in death weakness is revealed and Hakau, as you're looking across the gauntlet you see a tendril extend into what seems to be more or less just open space because you can't see anything that's happening yeah. on this on the physical side and there's just a stream of energy pulse 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 and then it breaks and there's an actual almost whiplash of spiritual energy that slams into you and brings your senses back across this side and Irving Silverstein just collapses and slams face down into the floor again. You can hear the nose crunch. Well, I, I, I did. I mean, I had said Sal was running towards him. So okay. can, can Sal try to catch him at least? So he doesn't. Sure. He's still going to rack himself up pretty good on the way down. But uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity and athletics difficulty seven. Lightning reflexes. I just uh, watched yeah. the Karen Hart eat a person. <laughs> Talk to a person. No, or eat them, ate a person. De dexterity and what? Athletics. Okay. Difficulty seven. Difficulty seven. Negative one. Wait, that's not right. Is nope, it, it is. is it yep. One mm -hmm. yep. That's a botch. So yeah, you go to grab him, and he literally just slides through your arms and slams his face into the into the ground. Smooth. And that's where we're gonna end for the night. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. I killed Bye. you. Goodbye. <laughs>